Hey there, Sports History fan. Arnie Chapman here from the Sports History Network. Now, before you jump into this episode, I wanted to share with you an exciting giveaway we have going on with Homefield Apparel. We have a digital $50 gift card to homefieldapparel.com for one lucky fan of the Sports History Network. All you got to do is head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash giveaways to sign up. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash giveaways. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. The Rose Bowl. The game that inspired the college football bowl season has a long and storied history. The stadium itself is 100 years old, and in celebration of it, Pigskin Dispatch is assembling some of the top historians and authors to share the memories, people, and events that make the granddaddy of them all the special game that it is. Enjoy this Rose Bowl memory from pigskindispatch.com. Hello, my football friends. This is Darren Hayes of the pigskindispatch.com. Welcome once again to the Pig Pen, your portal to positive football history. And as we've been saying all month long, this is the portal to Rose Bowl history. We're talking about each and every Rose Bowl game that was played. And this time we are up to the 83rd and 84th Rose Bowls out of the 108 that have been played so far. 109th coming up here in January 2023, celebrating 100 years of the Rose Bowl Stadium. Now, we are going to talk about those in a moment, but we want to make sure that you are aware we are on Twitter. We are at Pigskin Dispatch. We'd love to have you follow us, and uh, we follow back, so so please do. Also follow us at Orville Mulligan, uh, as, at Orville Mulligan, and you can find out everything that's going on with the Orville Mulligan world for our audio drama. Now, let's get into that 1997 Rose Bowl for starters. The 83rd annual Rose Bowl game, it was called. It was played on January 1st, 1997, and the 10-1 Ohio State Buckeyes of head coach John Cooper took on Bruce Snyder and his Arizona Sun Devils and their stellar 11-0 record that they produced that year. Ohio State got on the board first in this game with quarterback Stanley Jackson's toss of a nine-yard touchdown past a true freshman wideout, David Boston, capping a drive that saw Jackson scramble for some 20 yards on third down, and Josh Jackson's PAT was good, making it 7-0 in favor of the Buckeyes. ASU crawled back into the contest right before the halftime after some stifling defense on both sides, and it ended on a 25-yard touchdown pass play from Jake Plummer at the time to Ricky Boyer tying the game at sevens after Robert Nitz's extra point sailed true through the uprights. Second half was just as thrilling as the first. ASLU took the lead on a Nitsk 77-yard field goal, and the Buckeyes regained the lead when Demetrius Stanley hauled in a 72-yard pass from Joe Germain to make it 14-10 OSU. In the fourth quarter, things were really getting heated up. Jake Plummer scrambled for an 11-yard scoring run to put ASU ahead once again with 140 remaining on the clock. And Ohio State still needed to be done as it rallied uh, to finish the scoring with 19 ticks left on the clock and David Boston's five-yard pass reception from Jermaine to provide a 20-17 to 
final score right there in the last couple minutes of the game. Buckeye quarterback Joe Germain was named the Rose Bowl player of the game for his fine play, including that memorable last-minute scoring drive. And that was uh, John Cooper's, that was a great Rose Bowl win for him after some you know, trying years that he had with Ohio State. He had some great uh, times at it, but uh, you know, just uh, seemed to be struggling against the, the, his nemesis, the Michigan, quite a bit. But speaking of Michigan, well, they appeared in the 1998 Rose Bowl on January 1st, 1998, the 84th Rose Bowl game, and they were ended up being the top-ranked team in the nation at 11 and 0 were the Wolverines of Coach Lloyd Carr, playing against Washington State's Cougars with Coach Mike Price at the helm, who had a very respectable record himself of 10 and 1. This one was close game throughout for Rose Bowl. These teams went to the locker room tied at seven. And Cougar signal caller Ryan Leaf connected with Kevin McKenzie on a 15-yard play to take a 7-0 lead. Now, Washington State forced Michigan to punt, and Leaf then marched the Cougars into the Michigan red zone, but Heisman winner Charles Woodson picked off Leaf pass in the end zone to thwart that threat. And a bit later, after trading possessions, UM's quarterback Brian Greasy found tie streets at full gallop down the right sideline for a 53-yard touchdown pass play to tie that game. Now, Leaf led the Cougars on a dramatic 99-yard drive to put Washington State back into the lead, capped off by Sean Timms taking a reverse play 14 yards for the score. The extra point was no good, so that put Washington State up 13-7 in the game. Michigan responded on a touchdown drive of their own. When Greasy connected on with Streets again, this time from 58 yards out on a well-timed play-action call. A bit later, Jermaine Tooman built upon the UM lead when he caught a greasy pass and scored a touchdown as well. WSU answered with a long drive of their own that ended with a Ryan Lindell 48-yard field goal with 7.25 left to play to make the score 21-16 Michigan. The Wolverines had a conservative, time-consuming series that resulted in a pooch punt by A.J. Feely from field goal formation and left Washington State starting a new series at its own seven-yard line with 29 seconds left on the clock. Now, Leaf tried to rally the troops for a comeback, getting the ball to the Michigan 26-yard line. They were down by five, and confusion ensued when they lost time trying to clock the ball with an apparent one second left. However, referee Dick Burleson declared that the quarterback spiked the ball after the clock had reached zeros and thus ended the game. Final score was 21-16 Michigan, and Brian Greasy was named as the game's most outstanding player, and it was the final season of the Big Ten versus Pac-10 contract these games because the BCS would be starting up the following season, and uh, of course the Rose Bowl would be a part of that, either the playoff or the championship game, as we're going to find out here in some ensuing uh uh, podcast episodes coming up and some stories. Now this Big Ten win, even the series of the two conferences playing against each other for all these many decades at Pasadena, uh, 26 wins for each conference, uh, which is, uh, you know, I, I was found that hard to believe at first, but uh, that's what they're saying it was. Seems like the the Pac-10 would have won more than, they, than the Big Ten had, but that's what the, just maybe just because of the 70s and the, the 80s uh, it seemed that way. Now, you know that that is not the end of our Rose Bowl telecast here and, and podcast because we are going to be covering each and every one, like we said, all 108. These are the eight, third and 84 fourth uh, Rose Bowl games that were played, but some exciting games. And uh, this one, you know, coming down to the last couple minutes, and you know, 
Dick Burleson, the referee, ended up saying that he clocked it, that Ryan Leaf clocked it after the zeros. That's, uh, you know, there was a lot of controversy in that game, and uh, you know, the, the coaching staff of the Washington State was not very happy about that decision, but what could you do? It was a time before instant replay was in the college game. So, hope you enjoyed this. I hope you join us each and every day. And if you haven't, if you've missed some of these Rose Bowl episodes and want to catch up on them, it's really easy to do. You can find them at your favorite podcast provider under Pigskin Dispatch. Go to pigskindispatch.com or sportshistorynetwork.com. And we'd love to have you listen to those and catch up. And we have some great guests that that we've already talked to uh, with some great Rose Bowl history and more coming up here as we get all the way to the big day of the game of this uh, 2023 game with Penn State and USC. Can't wait for that. So till tomorrow, everybody, have a great gridiron day. Peeking up at the clock, the time's running down. We're going to go into victory formation, take a knee, and let this baby run out. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you back tomorrow for the next podcast. We invite you to check out our website, pigskindispatch.com, not only to see the daily football history, but to experience positive football with our many articles on the good people of the game, as well as our own football comic strip, Cleet Marks Comics. Pigskindispatch.com is also on social media outlets, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and don't forget the Pigskin Dispatch YouTube channel to get all of your positive football news and history. Special thanks to the talents of Mike and Gene Monroe, as well as Jason Neff for letting us use their music during our podcast. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Do you wish you knew more about the 100 seasons of the NFL? You're in luck because you found the Football History Dude Podcast, where each episode is a journey back in time to learn about the rich history of the NFL. From the founding of the league in an auto showroom, all the way to what it is today, America's favorite sport and a behemoth of an industry. My name is Ernie Chapman. Football is my passion, and I want you to come along with me each week to explore the yesteryear of the gridiron. So hop on board, my DeLorean, and let's get this baby up to 88 miles per hour. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.